I'm Kurt. I'm a parent. And this is the Parent Skills Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Parent Skills Podcast. However you're listening, wherever you're listening, thanks a ton for joining us. Um, I hope, as always, that this little 20 or 25-minute episode is a source of encouragement, and maybe we put one or two extra arrows in your quiver, a few extra tools in your toolbox of parenting. This episode, I'm excited because I have a friend and co-worker of mine here at Saddleback Church, Many of you will know her, especially if you're in a small group and you get some of the small group stuff. Um, her name is Julie Chung. She's a fantastic leader and woman and wife and mother. And she's going to join us as we talk about raising kids in a digital world. Well, welcome back. Julie, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I am, I'm so looking forward to this. Now, in fairness, um, you're doing me a, a big favor because you didn't even know until yesterday <laughs> that you were going to be on this episode. We had somebody else lined up. You were on my list, which is why I thought to contact sure, you. Sure, sure um, I was. Yeah, well, that's the story I'm going to stick to. <laughs> um, but I had somebody drop out at the last minute and I thought, I, I wonder if Julie would be able to step in. Um, and it was an easy ask because you're a parent... You're a member of Saddleback Church. You're on this same journey that everybody listening to this show is on. Yeah, sure. Now, you're a little bit further in some aspects of it. Okay. And yet you also have a pretty young... Well, why don't you tell us a little about your your your, your children? Because you do have a little bit of a wide um, age span between your sure. oldest and your youngest. So give us the details about your family. Yeah, sure. I'm so happy to be here anytime. Anytime I can jump in. It's, it is my honor. So a little bit about my family. My hu- my husband, I call him a man. His name is Sam. Sam and I have been together uh, 23 years, married, uh, 30 together, actually. And together we have a 19-year-old son. He is just finishing up his first year at college. It's wow. been a, it's been a, it's been a ride. And a 16-year-old daughter, junior, going into her junior year. And then a 13-year-old, my sweetest 13-year-old baby girl, going into eighth grade. Gotcha. Oh, so then I was a little bit mistaken. The span of your kids isn't super big. Six years? Yeah. Six so years? That's, that's normal for okay. three kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought man. you had an eight-year-old somehow. I was confused. No way. But you know, Got for it. one year, I say right now, for one year and one year only, I have three teenagers. Yeah. And it feels like it. Yeah. Well, you're still kind of smiling, so they I'm haven't, so- <laughs> they haven't, they haven't um, like eliminated all the joy in your life. But no. You're still smiling. Okay, so, and your husband, Sam. Yep. Didn't he just, doesn't he do Ironman competitions? Oh, yeah. He's a super Ironman. He's actually training for his seventh one right now. It's and crazy. What's the difference? Help me out. The difference between an Ironman and like a, uh, a triathlete. So, triath- yeah, an Ironman is... is- are triathlons and it's like a two mile swim 112 mile bike ride and then a 26.2 mile oh so it's a triathlon with just different measurements attached yes race yes yes it's branding to ironman races but they're Uh, they're different length okay but he's like he does the whole deal 140 miles what kind of man i'm like an aluminum man I try, I try to I try to never run. I don't really like bikes, and I'll swim once in a while. When I go surfing, I paddle. That's so. so I'm like an I'm an aluminum 
Oh my man. gosh. Um, okay, here, here's so funny. Julie, here's what we, I want to talk about today is you have a unique um, one aspect of your life and your leadership exists a little bit outside of Saddleback Church and your role as one of our small group ministers. Yeah. Um, you are a, I'll use the word expert, you would probably you would probably squirm at that language. You know, I don't think you see yourself as that, but you are an expert in this idea of raising our kids in a digital world. You know, yeah. the reality is the world that you and I grew up in, even some of our younger listeners who are parents, um, our last episode we had Mike Brooke, he's a younger parent. His, his kids are much younger than yours and mine. Sure. Um, but he, even, even Mike, even though he's 10 or 15 years younger than us, um, he did not grow up in the same world that his daughters are growing up in. Yeah. You and I for sure didn't grow up in the same world that, that our kids grew up in. This whole idea of the digital world, the internet, specifically smartphones, having all of that at their fingertips, that's a whole new ball game. And um, one, as a, as a youth pastor, one of the things that I have seen that causes parents the most anxiety, yeah. um, fear, what do I do? When do I do it? What do we allow? What don't we allow? We don't like every. There's a lot about it we don't like, but we're afraid to limit it because the world revolves around this now in mm. ways it never did. Um, is this whole idea of, of smartphones and our kids ra being raised in a digital world? Yeah. You, when we were talking beforehand, you started to use this analogy, and then we pivoted into something else um, <laughs> about us being foreigners. Yeah. So talk, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. All, well, I think it's fascinating. And the reason why you may call me an expert, you're right, I'm not, but I'm a ravenous learner when it comes to stuff like this, right? Our kids, my kids, especially my oldest son, he's going to be 20 this year and it's been part of his life for 20 years, right? right. So we've seen it. I remember getting married and my husband just tying up the phone line, you know, remember World Wide Web? And oh, I was yeah. like, get off the phone line. This is not going to last. Do you remember when you got your first um, AOL? Like, <laughs> it came in the mail. I don't even know how it works, but somehow they mailed us yes. our internet access. Yes. And you put the little CD-ROM in your computer, and that opened up the web. Yes. All of that. Do you remember that? And it was revolutionary. Oh, my gosh. It was ridiculous, and it was frustrating for me, right, actually. Right, 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 But so, for 20 years, I've been in this language, and I'm also, um, I got to, I'm so honored, but I got to partner with Fuller Youth Institute of a number for a number of years actually and I get to talk to other parents so Fuller Youth Institute for those listeners who don't know Fuller Theological Seminary yes they have an entire youth ministry division yep. called the Fuller Youth Institute that mm -hmm. does they're probably the leading um, voice. academic voice in all things youth ministry for sure. research and forward thinking and so you've been part of their research and discussions and training yeah. in the area of this digital world that, that children and teenagers are natives in. That's right. To go back to... The oh, that's right. Right, right, right. So going back to that, Fuller Youth. Oh, yeah. Just to give you a little bit of history, before I joined the small group connections team at Saddleback Church, my wheelhouse is actually children's and family. So that's why all that happened in the last 20 years. Gotcha. And that's how that happened. But so Fuller, we talk about parents, our generation being digital immigrants you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how well versed we are in this digital language it doesn't matter we'll never fully be it was a secondary home. language 100 percent. Okay. you know and in our babies our 20 25 year olds they are natives they don't know a world without 
the media. They don't mm-hmm. understand the world without that. And and as we're navigating it, so are they. This is new for them too. And we often we don't think that. Right. You know, we forget that. Yeah, that is interesting in that they've grown up with it. Mm-hmm. They don't know but, anything. But they besides don't know it. anything. They don't know anything about besides it. And they don't understand all the good, bad, ugly of it. Right. Just like for, I don't know what it was for me and you, whatever, TV back in the day, right? We grew, <laughs> we grew up with TV. Right. We didn't know a world without TV. Right. But I didn't understand all of the ramifications no. of, of watching TV. But and, we also had the TV in the one room. Correct. So we mom and dad had, had control Oh, yeah. the TV. And do you remember there was like 12 channels and you had to like get up and turn it well, with yeah, your hand? I was going to say, I was the remote control. That was my job. I sat, I sat by the TV and my dad would say, change the channel. That's right. You know, I was his, his human remote control. They don't understand that at all. <laughs> right. But you know what's fascinating is even like when we went from like black and white to color, it's not analog to tech is not one step. It's like, right. It's like yeah. thousands of exponential yeah. steps. We're ch- making shifts yeah. so quickly. Well, yeah. And, and the, 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 the steps are quantum. Yes. Right. They are quantum steps. Whereas back in the day, the steps were a little bit smaller right. and our progress was incremental. And what that did was, I think that that gave us as a culture time we could we could like grow into the steps yeah and now you know back in the day they said hey the world's technology change it doubles every seven years oh no and now i don't know what it is seven but it's something, it's something like yeah. yeah it's something like a year and a half or something that the world's so it's the the, the leaps are quantum right but and you we're know we're always playing catch up the distinction is we are playing catch up, but our kiddos, they know how to digest it in right. real time and immediately. And there's the problem. Okay. They, that's what I think the rub, one of them is that they, they're go, they can go with the flow. They understand what it is to right. flex like that when we're the ones that are trying to comprehend it. Yeah. And that is a source of frustration and fear for parents because for we don't want our kids to have a better grasp of something this important than we do. <laughs> right? Oh, and, you think and, that's and, an underlying? And, and, and okay. I, 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 I'm just asking the question. I mean, I think that, that <laughs> you're the expert. Um, I, I'm just a struggling dad. Hey, let's do this. Let, let's do this. Let's ch- I, a couple things. Share with us. There are all kinds of truths and realities about social media and smartphones and the world at their fingertips. Yeah. There are also some urban legends, some myths, some <laughs> things that maybe we don't need to be as concerned about um, as we might think. List for me, Julie, one or two of, in your experience, what you would say are two of the bigger myths when it comes to this idea of raising kids in a, kids in a digital world. Sure, sure. I, I believe first and foremost, myth number one is that this, this digital world is making us against them. Okay. You know, we we do not have to stand in opposition with our kids. We don't have to do that. It actually can bring us together. Okay. And and the second one, I think equally important is is I think the value that us moving out of fear, you know, is the thing that drew, it that 
causes the separation between our kids and us. Okay. You know, it's this fear that that we think that if we set more guardrails, if we set more time, if we set more, you know, um, filters, filters, or watching them, or have access to passwords and all of these yeah. things, that they're going to be safer. Right. And. That's a myth. Okay. Now I need you to unpack that. I, yes. Because as a parent, I hear you say that. I go, well, but wait a second. Obviously, a filter is better than no filter on my 13-year-old son's smartphone. Obviously, my ability to have access to my daughter's text messages is safer than if I never get to see her text messages because I don't know who's texting her. And, and that makes me... So explain to me why it's almost like the two parallel tracks. Like, yeah, that's all good, but it doesn't necessarily keep them safer. So talk to me about debunk that myth for me. I sure I, will. I hear you say it and I even go, oh, wait a second. Right. Help, let me unpack me that. that. Yeah. yeah. Let me unpack that. There's a couple of, there's a couple of thoughts in there, right? So the younger your child is absolutely 100%. I think the, um, the American somebody, somebody, fancy, fancy pants society of children, right? Yes, I've heard of them. Those super important people, <laughs> they say absolutely no screen time for children under two. 100%. You know, no social media. Um, screen time limited to up to children under 12. 100%. You keep that tight. You keep that locked down as a parent. I fully endorse and believe that to be true. So when they start asking... Um, for texts and when they start asking for phones, it's actually, you just, you really need that to happen in this day and age. You got to pick them up. You got to know where they are. I love tracking them. You know, there's right. certain apps to do those things. There's a convenience to that, that, that we can't deny. Yeah. I think that debunking that means for us to shift our perspective okay. from what, like the, the looking at the text to looking at all of these things and getting all their passwords to why. Okay. You know, you got to go why with it. And and why are these things necessary for them? Because this is what their social environment looks like now. This is what community and engagement looks like for them now. Whereas when we were kids, we had the lunchroom and we yeah. had the parks and we right. had recess time. Right. This is their virtual the yeah. reality of that. So you would you would take what I think if I think I'm hearing you properly, you would take what maybe is a pretty common parenting principle of rules and regulations and curfews and guidelines in life aren't meant to be substitutions for involved parenting. One hundred percent. They can only keep your child so safe until you realize, oh, my son just snuck out of his window to go to the party. Or, oh, my <laughs> daughter lied to me about where she was, even though honesty is a policy in our home. Involved parenting is the safeguard. Involved parenting is what helps keep our kids safe. Social media, this digital world, has created another yes. area that we as parents have to be involved in paying attention and talking yes. and guiding our kids through. 100%. And, you know, ultimately our goal is to prepare them and launch them. Right. Right. Ultimately, they have to. So it's about equipping them yep. to navigate that. And if without a relationship, that will not happen. Yeah. It will just be one more thing that they're hiding from you and right. that can't. I mean, the big, bad, and scary world, I think that, that there are real things to be afraid of. There are real things yeah. that parents, as parents, we have to protect our children from. You know, what the phone does, what iPhones, smartphones, what they do is they bring that big, bad, scary world into your house. Yeah. 
right? And and the, that's scary, and that's also in a weird way good because now we get a chance to see it, talk about it, navigate it with our kids, yeah. as opposed to At having no clue yeah. that that they're navigating that on their own outside the walls of our house. Right, but you gotta go with the why, because if you go, see, Julie just said, it's the what that matters. No, 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 you have to go shoulder to shoulder with them, build the relationship first, or otherwise when something, right. a red flag happens, they won't tell you. Right. No joke, just two nights ago, this happened with my 13 year old, she was texting, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been, I mean, I've been working this. So it's like anecdotal trial runs, <laughs> testing yeah. all the time in my house, right, right? right? So I just asked her, hey, who are you texting? And she paused. So you know that's a red flag, right? right you didn't right. expect that pause. And right. she said it was one of her um, Instagram friends. So she had never met this person. And, you know, you kind of start to get the hairs on the back of your neck, right? So I'm so calm, right, <laughs> on the outside of me. And I'm freak, like... That's that's one of our mantras. Right? Stay calm on the outside and freak out on the inside. Right, or hold your freak out till later, yeah, right? Hold so your freak out till later. tell me about this friend. You'd not met this person. And then she would started to roll her eyes like, no, mom. And then I did the thing. What do you know? What do you know? I know that there could be some bad guy sitting in the basement of, you know, eating Cheetos. Like, right. it just was hilarious. And I'm like, great. I'm glad you were listening. Right? Right. And, um, and I had to let it go. I had to let it go. And I said, so what are some of the things that, you know, may be warning signs, you know? And then you just, I just was checking in, yeah. you know? But if I did the, oh my God, this is one of those things and... So, you know, I know a lot of data, right? Yeah. So I told her to, you know, 50% of the thing, and then she just shuts off, right? But I told her, and she she just was mindful, and my goal there was the relationship is right. there, right? So right. if it ever feels weird, you're going to yeah. let me know, right? What I love, what I love about what you're saying is, um, I, I think this is fair. This is going to sound like an accusation. I think I'm preaching to the choir when I say this. I think it's just kind of... it. It just kind of is what it is for a lot of parents is we want to do the safest and most convenient thing the quickest and move and move on. Oh, yeah. Right. We're juggling. So, right? right. So um, filters is the quickest, most convenient way to prevent our boys from looking at inappropriate content on their cell phone. So we install a filter and we move on versus recognizing there's probably not a junior high or high school kid in existence that can't hack that filter. If they want to. Agreed. So I can't move on. I, I still have to talk to my son or my daughter about the content that if they are determined to see and determined to digest, yes. they're going to figure out a way to do it. Yes. Um, and right. what I like what you're saying is, of course, let's have some filters and some password things. And of course, let's ask our kids or maybe even look at their text, but not to use that as this naive Checkbox. Checkbox. It's like the vault of safety around our kids. You're right. Because yeah. it's not. That's exactly the myth. I, I love it. That I is exactly it. the myth. You're totally right. And if that relationship, you got to start with that authentic place first that they know they can come to you and you won't freak out. Right. And the only way that you can do that is over time. Yeah. You know, with small moments of trust that you've got to show up and you've got to be able to trust right. them. I can't tell you how many. So the 16-year-old and the 19-year-old, I can't tell you how many times... They would say, kids that we knew, neighborhood, school friends, fantastic kids. They were like, mom, you know she has five Instagram accounts and her mom only has a password and knows about the one. Right. And you know the crazy pictures are on this one and so on, so on, so on forth. And 
That's reality. Yeah. Yeah. That is the truth. Yeah. And by the way, teenagers have been very sneaky for the sneaky nature of teenagers um, existed long before yeah. smartphones. Right. And this is just another place for them to exert their individuality, yeah. for them to stretch their wings. If they're a little bit rebellious, it's another place for them to rebel. Yeah. You know, if they're on fire for Jesus and they're evangelists, it probably is another place for them to be on fire. You know, it's, it's just an extension of yeah. where they are in their journey. And just like we engage our kids in every other social arena. We help them navigate school. We help mm -hmm. them navigate parties. We mm -hmm. help them navigate dating. We help them navigate their first job. That's right. This is another area that we get the privilege, I think, yes. of, of helping them navigate. The only difference in all of the things that you said is everything you just listed, we've been through. Except this one. Except this one, because no one right. has been here right. in history before yes. ever. So I think that there's a point of humility mm. that also fuels our fears, parents. Yeah. You know, an opportunity for us to actually call out to the Lord right. even more so. Yeah. You know, it's and good. these kids are God's kids, and we forget that right. because of our need to protect yeah. and control. Okay. Yeah. Wow, this is good. This is only supposed to be a 20 minute podcast. I feel like we could go for a long time. But what I'm going to do is bring you back, Julie. Do it. I'm going to bring you back. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump to, if you, there's probably more than one, but if you had to pick like, Hey, in your experience and maybe even in some of the research, um, what would you say is maybe the biggest benefit? Cause sometimes we, we, we focus on the fears. We focus on the myths. What's one of the biggest benefits of raising kids in the, in this digital age, this digital world? I can't tell you how many times this question comes up and time and over time and time again, the benefit is connection. So what you're saying is that wasn't a very original question. It was a super important question. <laughs> Just one you've heard a zillion times. It was incredibly oh, okay. Okay. critical. And that's why everybody asks Oh, gotcha. It, okay. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Yes. And I love it because I know that there's all of our parents are asking the same question. Okay. Right. You like that. Yep. That was good, right? Yeah, that's good. Okay. So the benefit is actually connection. It's 100% connection. There's a shadow side to that too, but the connection is... For my personal story, right, we have a family thread and it's titled Chung Party of Five. And whenever we, we share moments, so the boy is in college, he's away, you know, and there's opportunities where we land and there's opportunities of encouragement. A couple of years ago, there was a boy that tragically died mm. from the school, a teenage boy. And both teenage Phones were just blowing up with connection and encouragements for each other and landing on that page. And mm -hmm. have if it wasn't for that phone, they wouldn't have that. Right. You right. know, they wouldn't have Because back have in the that. day. No. The, the, Party line call, social. Calling everybody <laughs> or whatever. By the time everybody's in the know, yeah. not that the moment has passed, but some of the moment has passed. Yeah. Your yeah. son... Because you have the Chung family of five thread. Mm -hmm. I don't know. My hunch is he has just dropped little things in there. 100%. Hey, I'm eating the world's greatest donut tonight, oh right? right. And, and everybody's like, sweet, show me a picture of the donut. 100%. Back in the day, right. those little moments when your son or daughter went away to college, you we kind of you, you went dark. Yeah. They went dark for weeks and months That's on right. end. That's right. Okay. So even connected. like, even something as silly as, you know, miss you, you know, and or like, 
my my father-in-law passed away and it was the cell phone it was the place that we all landed mm. you know to communicate with and connection i think yeah. that is not just my i know and i know so many of y'all parents out there i mean i hear it over and over again we all have those right that is connection is the key yeah connection is a benefit let me ask you one last question before we wrap up okay um i'm cutting it short ish with the promise that you'll come back okay okay um Talk to the parent who has helicopter tendencies. <laughs> I'm Asian, um, man. I have those tendencies. So if we're not careful, this connectedness now is an additional tether. It's an additional control yeah. um, to our children. It, it, it enables us to be an ever-present presence in our kids' lives that could have a negative side. How do you, how do we combat that for those of us listening who might have those tendencies? <laughs> who might? Asking for a friend? <laughs> Asking Are for you? A friend. No, no, actually I'm not. I'm actually not. I'm looking straight at you. I mean, you're oh. my friend. Um, I will say I've got lots of parenting issues. H- helicopter parenting wasn't one of them, oh. but I got 99 others I'm happy to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, helicopter parenting tendencies... What I want to say to you is God is God and we are not. Okay. You know, it is the things that that comes from the deepest parts of our brokenness and our sin and our pain and our fear. We can't put that on our kids. It will repel them mm. over and over again. There's too many of those stories. I want so deeply for you helicopter parents, as I speak to myself in this, <laughs> we need to find a community of people and you're not alone, 100%. You're not alone in the fear. But we need we need to reach out to the Lord. Mm-hmm. We need to reach out to community and people around us that feel the same way. Right. Share best practices. Yeah. Read the things together. Because ultimately, the goal is to launch them, right. to be healthy and and sustainable on their own. Yeah. Well, well, that is sort of our little stated tagline, or not, not even tagline, at Saddleback Parents, if if listeners have gone to the website or if they've watched any of our on-track parenting videos, we talk about the purpose of parenting. Yeah. And how we've defined the purpose of parenting is, um, for us, is to help parents. We just want to help you. Yeah. To help parents raise kids to be lifelong, interdependent yeah. followers of Jesus. 100%. In, inter, they got to be interdependent, which means... They value community. Yeah. They know they need other people. That's right. But they're also independent. They yeah. don't have to live in our houses until they're 45. And they can also add value to the world yeah. and God's mission. Yeah. 100%. Wow, that's a very beautiful and loaded statement because Thank to you. be followers yes. of Jesus means to be humble and submit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And to be, again, adding value to God's great mission in the world, I think is a really big deal. And if and if you're doing nothing but setting guardrails, then they're never going to learn. Right. It's the whole right. Fish, right? Yep. Um, Julie, as we sign off, since 99.9% of our listeners, that's not a, a true statistic, it's just my hunch, are Saddleback parents. Great. If they happen to not be in a small group, how could they join? And if they are interested in joining a workplace or starting a workplace small group, because that's one of your areas of focus, how could they do that? Oh, thank you. That is perfect. Anytime you're on uh, the campus, just come out to the patio. The Saddleback. Any of the campuses? Any of the campuses. There will always be 
an opportunity to connect. Okay. There will always be that. Um, on the main campus, there are always going to be small group pastors out there waiting for you, helping you connect, whether it's starting your own small group or joining a, an existing small group. Okay. Yeah. And um, specifically workplace ministry, we answer the question, you know, how do believers integrate their faith? How do you stand where your faith is obvious and your integrity is intact at work? It's so difficult for many people swept away with like the stresses of work, right? There are resources for you on a web page because you guys are everywhere. It's saddleback.com slash works. Awesome. Saddleback.com slash works. If you want more of our parenting resources, you can go to saddlebackparents.com. We've got a blog. We've got this Parent Skills Podcast archive. We've got our two-minute tips. We've got our on-track parenting videos that you can use on your own or in your small group. We've got book reviews, all sorts of stuff. We would love for you to check that out. Julie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for and having me. And we will bring you back again very, very soon. I think you have lots to offer our parents in this arena of the digital stuff, but also just in general parenting skills. So yeah. thanks so much. Everybody, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time around. <laughs>